0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This has certainly been an interesting weekend in the life of the church. Just yesterday, clergy and lay delegates from around the entire diocese gathered together at the cathedral and elected the Reverend Glenda Curry who's currently the rector at All Saints in Birmingham, as the next bishop of the Diocese of Alabama. Upon receiving the endorsement of the majority of bishops and standing committees from around the Episcopal Church, Glinda will be consecrated Bishop Coadjutor on June 27th at the cathedral. And will become our diocesan bishop when Bishop Sloan retires at the end of this year. This entire process of selecting and electing a bishop has been fascinating to watch and has really brought to light how we identify and discern those among us who God might be calling to a unique role in the Church. Last Sunday, in the reading we heard from Isaiah, God declared to Israel, I have called you in righteousness. That fits right in with this section of John's Gospel, where we hear this morning the evangelist's account of the call of the first few disciples. John the Baptist points to Jesus and says, behold, the Lamb of God. Two of John's disciples hear this. Stop following John, and they are called by Jesus to follow him. They hear that Jesus is the promised one, and they are called by him to follow, and the rest is history. But this business of being called is tricky, but it's an important thing. It can be easy to get confused about, especially the way we tend to use it these days. We tend to equate being called with doing something specific, usually something pretty major. We talk about being called to be ordained or being called to a special, usually full-time and professional form of service or vocation. So on one hand, most of us can listen to the call of these disciples and neatly separate what happened to them from what's going on with us. After all, they were the ones who were called. We're just ordinary people. So we're safe from all that, right? People who come before the Commission on Ministry for interviews for ordination sometimes struggle with this idea of being called. Sometimes they've had very powerful experiences of the presence of God and think that means they have to do something new and different. For Episcopalians, that usually means to get ordained. Others think it might be a good idea to get ordained, but they're not really sure if they're called, whatever that might mean. So they end up dreading having to talk to the Commission on Ministry because they know that they're going to ask them about that. They think they ought to have a better answer than the one that they have. But the fact is, Both of these ways of looking at and for a call from God miss the point. Now, there is such a thing as a special call to a specific ministry or type of service. But that's not the way the word is usually used in the Bible. That's not really going on in what we just heard. And that's not usually what's going on when God calls us. These two to whom Jesus said, come and see, were called exactly as we are called. They were called to be disciples, to be followers, just as we are called to be disciples. Whether we're supposed to be ordained or not, when we are called by God, as we are each called in our baptism, we are like those first two called first to be disciples in them and in their call, we can see with some real clarity the call of Christ to each of us and to all of us. Remember that from the very beginning, Jesus called not individuals, but a community. And the idea of a call makes no sense from a Christian perspective outside of that larger community. That's the first thing to remember. Second of all, And here's another place where we can easily get off track. Jesus does not call us first or primarily to do a particular job or to fill a particular role. Our call as Christians is not initially for us, as it was not initially for Andrew and the other disciple, a call to work. It is instead a call to a relationship. Jesus does not say, do this, or do that. He says, come and see, or follow me. There's a big difference. To respond to such a call for relationship, for intimacy, is very different from signing up to do a piece of work. To set out to do a job requires some clarity about what's involved. It's negotiable. It has limits. You know what it looks like when the job is done. But to be called into a relationship, to be called to follow, that's to enter into a mystery, to move out full speed ahead into uncharted waters. Jesus simply says, follow me. He calls us first to himself, to a personal intimacy and a shared life, That's what matters, and that is to be central. If we look at Jesus' call from the perspective of what is left behind, it's a call to repent. But if we see it from the perspective of what comes next, it's a call to seek Him first and to know Him and to make that relationship the central focus of our lives. Those first disciples were not called to go somewhere in particular, They were called to go anywhere that Jesus might lead. They were not called to renounce this thing or that thing, but to be able to walk away from everything and anything. For only then would they be free and only then would their lives fully belong to Jesus. This is often why a sense of call can be both frightening and frustrating. We might know something very powerful is going on, something that has to do with all of our life and much more. But then because we live in a society that insists that for something to be valuable, it has to produce, we start looking for what we are called to do. But especially at first, we are called to get to know God and Jesus a little better. We need that before we can hear much else. It's time to listen, and it's time to wait. So with the disciples, they stayed close to Jesus for a while. But then, long before they thought they were ready, Jesus did give them jobs to do. For some, these jobs were dramatic. For others, they were quiet and invisible. The call to Jesus will always, in one form or another, find its expression in some form of ministry. But that call comes first. There can be no real, abiding, and sustaining ministry without relationship with Christ, without obedience to Him as He calls us to Himself. We are all called to be disciples. That call came with our baptism, and that call to relationship and ministry will haunt us, and it will track us down. It'll trouble our sleep and whisper in our ears at the worst possible times. It'll grow stronger and weaker and stronger again. It may seem to go away, but it will always come back. Because the call to follow Jesus is the call to life, to joy, and to true peace.